Welcome to the Crypto Altruism Podcast, the podcast dedicated to elevating the stories of those using blockchain, cryptocurrency, and Web3 for good. I'm your host, Drew Simon from CryptoAltruism.org. Now, before we get started, a quick disclaimer. While we may discuss specific projects or cryptocurrencies on this podcast, please do not take any of this as investment advice, and please make sure to do your own research on any potential investment opportunities. So without further ado, let's get started. Welcome and thanks so much for joining today. It's been a challenging week for those in Web3 to say the least. With the markets looking red and many worried about the future of Web3 and how it might look, I think it's important to take a moment to reflect back on the great work being done in the space and the amazing potential of Web3 to build a better world. Because that's ultimately why we're all here, right? The good thing about working at the intersection of Web3 and social impact is that no matter what is happening in the markets, there are still builders finding incredible novel ways to use this technology for good. We've never been an investment podcast or given any sort of advice on the investment side of Web3 because, well, that's not my wheelhouse and that's not what gets me excited about Web3. What gets me excited about Web3 is the technology behind it. That is blockchain and the many ways that this technology can build a fairer, more equitable, and more sustainable world. So today I thought we'd do something a bit different and take a break from our incredible interviews with Web3 changemakers. It's been nearly a year since we launched the first episode of the Crypto Altruism podcast, and the 77 episodes we've released so far have been filled with incredible insight and inspiration from Web3 leaders around the world. At the end of each episode, I asked guests to name one thing that excites them the most about the social impact potential of Web3 and why that's the case. For today's episode, I want to look back and share the answers of five incredible Web3 changemakers who have come on our podcast, and some of my personal reflections as well. Hopefully this can serve as a reminder of why we're all here and the future we are working towards using the power of Web3. So without further ado, for the first clip, we're going to hear from Soshi Kalzador, Head of Ecosystem Growth at the Cello Foundation, about what is most inspiring about Web3 to them. For me, and I sort of hinted at it in the beginning, it's this potential of democratizing, you know, wealth mm-hmm. and technology. Um, I meet so many young people from communities like East San Jose who mm-hmm. are incredibly bright and have their future ahead of them, but they lack access to opportunity. Um, and I really believe Web3 is going to enable us um, and enable mm-hmm. these communities to leapfrog. I think it's our future. Um, and that's what personally excites me most is the, um, you know, the ability to give some of this opportunity to individuals who, who need it most. Now, I couldn't agree more with what Zoshi said there in terms of the way that Web3 can help level the playing field and give these communities that have lacked access to many of the tools that we rely on daily to to get a bit of a boost to level the playing field to make a more equitable world. I look at things like universal basic income or UBI that are enabled by crypto and protocols like Good Dollar and Impact Market that are using the power of Web3 to provide a basic income to those in need, often those from vulnerable communities such as in refugee settlements, those who lack access to basic financial tools. I look at the ways that Web3 is enabling smallholder farmers to gain access to things like decentralized insurance or to gain tools to give them access to global markets so that they can grow their businesses and not just be you know, beaten out of competition by the big corporate agricultural businesses. So I couldn't agree more with what Zoshi has to say there. The potential to level the playing field, to give these communities a boost is truly incredible. And I think Zoshi so eloquently put it there and I couldn't agree more with what she had to say. Now, this leads nicely into our next clip from the founder of ArtXV, Ava, on how Web3 can help drive greater representation and inclusion for traditionally underserved populations. I honestly think it's, I think it's representation, which is going to stem from the community element of the NFT space, of the overall Web3 space. I think it's having, giving disabled people the chance to be part of more communities because it's accessible to them. Mm -hmm. And then in turn, for 
more people to be exposed to the disabled community. I think fear and awkwardness is rooted in kind of fear of unknown. Mm-hmm. We have so much segregation in kind of in real life that often, you know, I don't think many people have, even though the percentage of disabled people in the world is so high, I think many people have never even met a disabled person. Mm-hmm. So just really bringing these two groups that are very segregated, bringing them together, even if it's virtually, I think that is what I'm most excited about. And I think that's something that is very achievable as long as we make the Web3 space a welcoming and inclusive space. But I think that can happen in the very near future. Since I started down the rabbit hole of Web3 social impact, one thing that I have always been amazed by is the community. And I often hear this from the guests that I have on my show as well. When I ask them about why they joined Web3, I often hear how they got into the space because they were excited about the technology but they stay because they were in love with the community, uh, the support that was there, the desire to build a more equitable space that was different, that it was more fair, that it was more accessible than Web2. While there's still so much work to be done, there are many incredible projects and communities working to ensure representation and inclusion in the space and to shed the narrative that Web3 is dominated by crypto bros looking to make a quick buck. Projects like ArtXE, which are using NFTs to elevate neurodivergent artists, is one use case of how Web3 tools can be used to level the playing field for traditionally underserved populations. And that's what Web3 is all about, right? Using these tools to build a more equitable world, and that's where I think Web3 truly shines. And this leads nicely into the next clip from Aaron Murphy, Chief Growth Officer of Topple. No, Drew, for me, I think it has to be this ability to make room for the smaller players, um, mm-hmm. you know, whether that be impact uh, focus, you know, startups or SMEs or, or NGOs. But I think that the the state of things right now in, in the world, we just see the the impact of uh, inequity. Right. And I think mm-hmm. blockchain really defines the impact game. And we now have the tools to lower barriers for these kind of grassroots NGOs or smaller companies to enter. And we, we also have these, you know, increased accountability mechanisms in place that, that I think can really um, work to the advantage of these organizations who are doing what they say they're doing. Um, and, you know, I think with this ability to kind of create, you know, whether that's kind of DAOs or other kind of consortium where people can work together and kind of just redefine and hopefully just get rid of this legacy of just competition and and scraping by, you know, for the same capital or the same market share, right? How can we kind of Mm -hmm, just mm reimagine this economy that um, where individuals can, can decide, you know, with better clarity and better sort of assurance where they want to flow capital to. Um, And so, you know, I think that we can create this space where people can create and govern and and they can tell their stories in a meaningful, you know, transparent and, and more verifiable way. So for me, yeah, I think that's, that's really exciting. Now, Aaron raises a couple good points there. One of them being around accountability. When it comes to accountability, I think about things like blockchain-based supply chains and the projects that are working on things like seafood traceability or holding corporations accountable to climate targets. I mean, imagine if you just go to a grocery store and pick up a can of tuna and scan a QR code and actually see how it got to the shelf in front of you instead of getting some vague reassurance that it's dolphin-friendly or sustainable, you know, being able to actually see the different steps that it went through. I think it's truly incredible. And another thing that Aaron mentioned there was the idea of collaboration over competition. And this is one of the reasons why I love Web3 so much. There seems to be a genuine belief, especially in the Web3 impact space, that a rising tide lifts all boats. 
and there's a collective will to build a space that uplifts all, regardless of if they're vying for the same market. This is a space that I want to build in for the future and where I want to be. Now, before we go any further, I want to take a moment to ask a small favor. Over the past few months, Web3 has faced some challenging times with a focus on the negative and a lot of unfortunate situations that have really brought down the space. With that, it is more important than ever to make sure we are shifting the narrative and elevating the good being done with this incredible technology. One super easy way that you can support this movement is by rating and reviewing our show. On Spotify and Apple Podcasts, this can be done in 30 seconds or less by navigating to the main podcast page and giving us a rating, and in the case of Apple, leaving a short review. Most other podcast platforms beyond Apple and Spotify also have this capability built in. This small action will really help us grow our audience and would mean the world to me personally. There's nothing more inspiring and validating than hearing from those who enjoy our show and find moments of inspiration in it. Also, if you're in a position where you're able to, we would greatly appreciate if you supported the show by making a small contribution. Our podcast runs in the generosity of the community, and every contribution, no matter how large or small, helps. More info on how to make a contribution can be found in the show notes. And now let's move on to the next clip from Jessica Salma, growth lead at Good Dollar, a crypto UBI protocol. What excites me most about impact in web three i think is that it is will be a hundred percent people powered this is really like we're building uh impact for the people by the people we're doing it together with the community whether that's like beta testing or community building um these decisions are really these not, not just decisions but ideas are really being driven by um the people that are using these products and platforms Again, thinking back to my traditional nonprofit days where a lot of decisions, most decisions are based on, you know, donor priorities and, mm-hmm. and donor funding. and It's very top down. Um, Web3 is our chance to do, to do things bottom up um, mm-hmm. in a way that actually scales. And that's, that's what I'm really excited about. So the, the opportunities are endless. The possibilities are yeah. endless. I love the idea of building something from the bottom up that is 100% people powered. I have worked most of my career for traditional nonprofit organizations and large higher education institutions, and there always seems to be a disconnect between those that are making the decisions, often a highly centralized body, and those who are the beneficiaries of the services provided and of the decisions being made. Now, looking at Web3, I think about how new governance structures like decentralized autonomous organizations or DAOs can change this if done correctly. There's nothing more powerful than a group of community members who are concerned or inspired about a certain cause to be able to get together, set up some sort of structure very quickly, and then be able to collectively make decisions for the well-being of the community. I look at, for example, Gitcoin DAO and the idea of quadratic function, which is an amazing, incredible innovation and how every individual, even with a dollar, can have a voice and have that dollar matched a hundred times over to be able to support a cause that they care about as opposed to being drowned out by the massive donors who have the wealth and the power to make all the decisions. Web3 can truly change the game when it comes to structures and shifting from a decentralized top-down approach to one where everyone has a voice, everyone has a say in their community, in the causes they care about without it being restricted to a select few. Now, to wrap things up, for our final clip, I want to share some insight from Chris Kastig, founder of ConsoleDAO. I think the thing that I am reaching for, and it's happening, but I'm reaching to help push, hopefully, or be part of, is the idea of using these decentralized 
tools, you know, Mm -hmm. um, for more, I would say funding the commons or public funding, you know, and I think what that means to me, and, and actually there was a really wonderful conference that, that I went to in New York City just uh, in May. Was it May or June? June, I think. And um, and the idea there was was, was that funding the commons. Um, and so many, like the smartest people in Web3, like the people that I'm like, these are my people. Like, this is like why I'm here. Like, uh, I'd say over at least like 200 people showed up to just think about the social good and impact that Web3 can do. And this idea of funding the commons and um, funding public goods is really using, like, for example, like using these funding methods, like now that we can send money and collect money really easily um, Mm -hmm. with countries, you know, whether it's with people who didn't have access to the global economy or whether it's with uh, within municipalities now that we can collect money and give people a voice with like a DAO or an NFT or an airdrop and all that stuff. All these are like just tools and we're, we're using them for fun things right now with like NFTs. And, um, but I think a lot of these like little Legos, like little primitives have a much bigger use case, um, Mm -hmm. for whether it's like protecting, you know, like the Amazon or like a lake or, you know, clean water or things like DeSci, which are using, um, using like crypto to fund, uh, decentralized, academic papers and science and research and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. So I think it really shifts the incentives or at least it has the potential to. And um, again, I think it's early days, but I'm, I'm tuned into that. The reason I want to end on this clip is because Chris makes a very good point that is actually particularly relevant today. Everything in Web3, whether it's NFTs, tokens, or blockchain technology has so many incredible use cases, and it is important not to forget that. In recent months, we've seen ways that this technology can be used in a negative way. While it's easy to focus on these negatives, including how the misuse of this technology has led to devastating impacts for many, and while it's important not to lose sight of this, and of course to learn from it, it is equally important to look to the amazing ways that this technology is still being used for good and there is no shortage. Web3 can be a revolutionary force for good, if used properly. No matter what is happening in the macro environment, those who are excited about this opportunity remain undeterred and continue to build for a better future. And I hope that as a community, we can keep this North Star in sight and just keep on building. Well, that's all for now. Thanks for tuning into the Crypto Altruism podcast. For more great content exploring the intersections of Web3 and social impact, check us out at CryptoAltruism.org. Also, if you loved what you heard, we graciously ask you to support the show by buying us a coffee or making a small crypto contribution. We run on the support of the community, so everything helps. Thanks so much for joining us, and I hope you'll join us again for our next episode. Until then, let's keep showing the world the good of crypto. Thank you for listening to the Crypto Altruism Podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you can stay up to date on new episodes as they're released and check out CryptoAltruism.org for more inspiring content.